Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to this Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio. This week, Pastor Jim preached from Mark 7, verses 24 through 30. People came to Jesus in droves, seeking healing. But this time, a woman came begging that he would cast a demon out of her daughter, and his response was, No, not for you. Shocking? Confusing? Raises all kinds of questions? Yes. Pastor Jim walked us through this event this week, and today will give us some practical applications and insights into what Jesus pronounced to be great faith from a surprising source in this last slice of the message entitled Crumbs Under the Table. And we see also from her, in her great faith, this woman persisted. You know, I, I don't know how hard it was for her to find Jesus when he came, but she found out where he was. She comes there. Oh, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me, for my daughter is greatly possessed. And what's the answer that she gets? Stone silence. That's kind of an obstacle. He's ignoring her, it seems. But she kept on pursuing to get to him, to find relief for her daughter. We don't know the exact term of this, but eventually she's in front of him on her knees. Oh, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me, my daughter, my precious daughter. She wasn't going to go away. The lesson is that great faith does not give up when the first answer to your request is no answer at all. Or even an answer you don't want. She kept coming. Now it's instructive, and this is one of my favorite lessons from Matthew, and I'm shamelessly importing it into Mark. It's instructive to compare this woman to others that we know. She's there. A Syrophoenician, Canaanite woman is there with the apostles. What are the apostles doing? Lord, send her away. She's yelling at us. She's bothering us. She's pouring out her heart. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Look at the contrast. Who who had better theological training? I think the the twelve did. They had been granted power to heal and cast out demons. I didn't hear any of them going and suggesting, oh, don't worry, Lord, we'll take care of this. We know how to cast out demons. I didn't hear that. Why, Peter had been able to walk on water. How many people besides Jesus have ever done that? Um, One. And do you remember that... Right after Jesus walked on water, then he took his eyes off the Lord and started sinking. And do you remember when Jesus dragged him back through the water to the boat? Oh, you of, what did he call him? Little faith. 
You want to know the words in Greek for great and for little? Macro and micro, or mega and micro. Mega faith, micro faith. These guys had been with Jesus for almost three years now. Some of them had had learned from John the Baptist before that. And do you know it is only to the apostles that Jesus ever said, Oh, you of little faith. But to a Syrophoenician Canaanite woman, woman, your faith is great. What's the deal here? The same thing was said of a centurion whose son Jesus had healed. And interesting, he also healed his son from uh, afar. He too was a Gentile. He too had had very little exposure to Jesus. But in Matthew chapter 8, verse, uh, verse 10, Jesus also says that his faith was great. Have you figured it out? Great faith is not a matter only of what you know. Now, there's no doubt you are commanded to learn God's Word, to know God's Word, to hide God's Word in your heart, to to study, to show yourself approved unto God as a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, handling accurately the Word of truth. You're commanded to let the Word of Christ dwell richly within your heart. You're commanded to receive the Word implanted in your heart. In other words, there's absolutely no excuse for ignoring the Bible. You are commanded to always marinate your soul in Scripture. It does matter what you know. That is how you resist the devil, by being firm in the, in the faith, that which the Scriptures teaches you. But here's the principle between, behind why Jesus branded that centurion and this Syrophoenician woman with the label, great faith. Have you put it together? The strength of your faith is defined by what you do with what you know. What are you doing with what you know? I am totally sold out to preaching and teaching the Scriptures. I want to help people understand the Word of God. There aren't enough Bible studies in this church. There aren't enough Bible studies in this world. You need to be learning God's Word. But what are you doing with it? What are you doing with what you know? And where are you going with it? Peter, in his goodbye, so long, farewell, here's my parting shot words, wrote this, 2 Peter three seventeen and 18. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, knowing what beforehand? Well, read the first part of, first, of 2 Peter chapter 3. Knowing that there will be mockers, there will attack the the Scriptures, they'll attack the veracity of the Lord, the first coming, the second coming, the, the flood, all of that stuff. Knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men and fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity forever. So what's he saying? Grow in the strength of your faith. 
What are you doing with what you know? Okay, we're, we're just almost to Christmas. It's not the New Year yet. I'll, I can beat you up with a New Year's sermon, which I fully intend to do. No, I intend to encourage you with a New Year's sermon. But it's, it's December. Let's look back. Think about where you were a year ago. Let me ask you, what do you know about God's Word and sound doctrine that you didn't know a year ago? If it takes you more than about 15 seconds to answer that question, wake up and repent because that's why you're still here. If you come to God by faith, you call Him Lord. That means He's master, He's in charge, He bought me, He owns me, I'm His master. What will you have me do? Are you growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? How have you served the Lord more profoundly in the past year than you did in the year before? If it takes you very long to answer that and you haven't been mortally ill, wake up and repent. My friends, if you plant a garden and you go along and you're watering and you're pulling weeds and you come to one of the plants and in between green plant, green plant, green plant, you have brown stubble, what do you think about that stubble? Oh, I know it's really corn. It accepted kernels into its heart when it was young. No, you pull it up and throw it away. Are there any analogies in the Bible to believers being like plants and growing and producing fruit? This is a really cool Bible story. For Jesus to reach out to this Syrophoenician woman from a Canaanite background, heal her daughter. The lesson about to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But it's here for you and it's here for me. If Jesus were to watch your life, follow you around for a little while, Would he be going around to bystanders and saying, look at this, look at this. That's what great faith looks like. That's why this passage is here for us. It's personal. And if something needs to be changed in your life, today is exactly the right day to change it. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, Master, King, Son of David, our Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Oh, Father, we we have such privilege. We have such knowledge. We have such resources. You've given to us so much, and we know that to whom much is given, much is required. And Father, sometimes we just have to look up and cry out with that other man from the life of Jesus and say, Lord, I do believe Help my unbelief. Have mercy on us, Father. Oh, we all know we could have done so much better, and that that matters not at all for tomorrow. May we stand in Your grace. May we grow in Your grace and the true knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that You might use us through Him for Your glory. In His name we come.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.